Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 this morning, starting a new chapter today as we make our way through the gospel of Luke. Verse 1, it says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And so 70 others also, that's interesting. What, what, what does he mean also? Well, he's talking about what he did back previously when he prayed all night and spent all night up on the mount and came down and he chose 12 to follow him. Can you remember that he had some words to say to those guys as well? He talked to them about, you know, taking up their cross and not, not following him unless they're willing to lay down their life. And so that was a pretty serious calling. And he called these 12 guys. But we have to ask the question, what do these amounts mean? Why, why 12? Why 70? Is there any significance to that? Well, yeah, of course there is. Now remember, you know, you think of 12. You remember there were 12 tribes of Israel, and, and so it's easy to correspond. Well, maybe that, that has to do with the 12 tribes of Israel, and you'd be exactly right if you said that, because Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 22, verse 30, that the apostles are going to sit in heaven on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, or maybe even here on earth during the millennial kingdom. They're going to sit on 12 thrones and, and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. That, so that makes sense. But also these 12... Their names are going to be, it tells us in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, that their names are going to be on the 12 foundations of the New Jerusalem, which is the bride of Christ, the church. It's, it's the city of the people of God. It's where we're going to live. It's kind of exciting. Remember when Jesus said, in, in my Father's house I have many rooms? I go to prepare a place for you. That's what he's preparing. And as you see the picture in the description in Revelation 21, it's awe-inspiring. All the precious gems, all the, you know, the streets of gold, the, the pearl gates, you know, and all those things. Those are things, you know, you hear about all that stuff, you know, the pearly gates or whatever. That's, it's all described there in Revelation chapter 21. But on those foundations is, are, are the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And that is the foundation of the church. These 12 apostles would be the ones who would set the foundation, set the pace, for the church around the world, and we are built on them in some sort of holy building, and they will it will be a literal thing in heaven. But Paul speaks of it also figuratively, or, or spiritually, I suppose would be a better way to say that, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, when he says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners. He's talking to the, these Asian Christians. They're, they're not Jewish. They're, they're, you know, in Ephesus, in Asia Minor. He says, you're no longer strangers, you're no longer foreigners, but are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself 
being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also have are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So this is interesting. This is what he, he's talking about this now as we're on, on the earth. The 12 apostles were the foundation, and we are part of that building, each one of us. Each one of us is part of the body of Christ or the building of God, the temple of God. You know, when it talks about that, you know, when, you know, we think about, you know, I'm the temple of God, you know, we think of that, and it's true. The, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. You know, Jesus is in you. The Father dwells in you. All three, the Bible tells us, are in us and with us, and, and we are the temple of God. But when it uses that, when Paul talks about that to the Corinthians, he, what he says is, y'all are the temple of God. Not just you are. And he says, if anybody stroy, destroys that temple, God will destroy him. But he's, he's talking about the church. So you, we're not to destroy our church. We're not to destroy the people who make up the household of God or the temple of God, the representation and the presence of God on this earth. And that's what this is talking about. So apparently there's, there's going to be this physical manifestation of that in heaven at the end, which will be exciting to see. But now he calls 70. Now, what, what's the significance of 70? Well, in the Old Testament, again, in Numbers chapter 11, God appointed or told Moses to appoint amongst the people, amongst the tribes of Israel, 70 elders and told them to come to the tabernacle and they all surrounded the tabernacle and God put his spirit upon these 70 elders as he put on Moses and Aaron and they all prophesied. Well, there was three guys who didn't. They were they stayed in town. They, they didn't get there in time or whatever and they, they were prophesying in the middle of town because God still put his, his spirit upon them. And so there was 70 people who were to be the representatives of God amongst the people besides Moses and Aaron. And this would be the foundation for an institution during Jesus' day that was called the Sanhedrin. This was the Jewish council, 70 men who were godly men. Some were Pharisees, some were Sadducees, but they were supposed to be the guys who were ruling the children of Israel as, as a council. Of course, you had the high priest, you know, and that was the kind of the head of everything. And then you had the Sanhedrin and the Sanhedrin came from all the tribes, not just not just the Levites, not just the, the the tribe of Aaron or the people of Aaron, the sons of Aaron, but actually from all the tribes. And they made up this big council. And, and those guys were to be the representative of God to the people to testify that the Messiah was coming. But they didn't. In fact, they failed at their job and they, they weren't talking about the Messiah who was coming and, and they would even persecute the early church. You remember when Peter and John went up to pray and they healed the lame man and, and that whole hubbub with everything and 5,000 people were saved. The Sanhedrin got very upset. They brought Peter and John, sat them in the midst of them. Now you have to understand that these were 70 seats. There were set, the lowest seat was 15 feet off the ground, and they were kind of in this big semicircle going up, looking down at a guy way down there in the dirt, you know, with a chain on him or whatever, who was in trouble, and they all looked down at the guy. You know, it's very imposing, you know, kind of a judge's bench, but you have 70 guys looking down at you. This is what Paul stood before when Paul was arguing with the Hellenist, excuse me, this is what Stephen stood before, excuse me, when he was arguing with the Hellenist Jews and Paul was a part of that. And so th this is a, a very imposing thing, but they were not doing their responsibility to testify to the nation of Israel of the coming of the Messiah, which they should have known about. The prophecies are very clear. 
Jesus even said to John the Baptist, you know, what is the Messiah supposed to do? Does he heal the sick? Does he raise the dead? Are the, are the blind seen? Are the lame walking? Has, have the poor had the gospel preached to them? That's what they should have been looking for. But it's not just that. They should have known the day. There in Daniel chapter 9 tells us the exact day Jesus would come into Jerusalem on a donkey. So they should have been prepared. But because they weren't, Jesus appoints a new 70 and he puts God's spirit on them and he sends them out two by two. So 35 groups of two. And this is also significant. You know, you think, of why, did, why did they go out two by two? Well, you know, I mean, we think about this and, and you know, when we do things as pairs in ministry, you know, or multiples in ministry, we always want to do it in, in the way that we're sending people out for some accountability, right? They, they have accountability and also, you know, mutual protection, safety. And that's what we, we always try to do that when we send people out on ministry or like have somebody in children's ministry. We always try to have at least two people there. You know, it's one of those things that, that we, we want to do. But it's much more than that. This was so that they could be a witness for Jesus to the people. Remember in Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15, it says, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning an iniquity or any sin that he commits, but by the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter should be established. So they were there to be a witness of Jesus. We both have witnessed Jesus and the things that he's done, and it's real, and we're here to tell you about him, but also so they could be a witness against them. So nothing, as we look at this, what Jesus is doing here, nothing is just arbitrary. Nothing is just like, okay, well, I just decided to do that, and there was just 70 guys. No, this is very intentional. And I get that, I get that feeling, you know, I was, as I was studying the Gospel of Luke and going into the book of Revelation, I was thinking, man, I really, really want to have a good Jewish commentary. And I was, I was talking to the Lord about that. I was like, Lord, I really want to have a good Jewish commentary. And that day, Connie Lindley comes in the office. She says, have you ever listened to Jay Mack? And so she gives me this commentary online. And, and most of the stuff he steals from Edersheim, which I already had, which actually, right after that, somebody had sent me, I had it on my Kindle, but you know, it's, I don't know. I don't always use my Kindle as much as I should, but somebody, a gal, Sandra Drocken, you probably remember, sent it to me in the mail, just, randomly sent it to me in the mail. And so now I have a copy of Edersheim and looking at Jay Mack. I'm like, there, there's a lot here. But I get the sense as I'm reading that and Fruchtenbaum and other ones that I love that I'm missing things. Like there's still so much here that I just, you know, there's got to be a meaning to this. You know, I'll try to chase things down sometime. But I just feel like there's just, we're going to be, our minds are going to be blown when we get to heaven and we see all the things that were happening here. And it's going to be phenomenal. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.